0: of the palace at the top, and the light was almost blinding. I turned to ask Grandma if this was the famous palace of expanding joyfulness, or was it the pavilion of perfect harmony? But she was no longer beside me. Grandma! I called. Grandma! Acrobats moved onto the road, and strangers rushed past, pushing and shouting. But there was no Grandma. Grandma! I hurried back to the place I'd last seen her. Still, no sign of her. I raced up and down the street, looking in doorways and behind stalls. I couldn't breathe properly. How quickly everything changed from excitement one minute to being lost and alone the next. Yes, murmured Jack. I know what you mean. Well, as I made my way through the press of people, I heard a commotion and cries of, Mad Dog! Mad! Suddenly, as the crowd parted, I saw a big brown dog foam frothing from its mouth. People were running in all directions like beads scattered on a path, but the dog was chasing a little girl, attracted by her piercing screams, quick, what to do? Through the open gate of a courtyard nearby, I spied a sheet hanging on a rail, I ran in and whipped it off. The dog was nearly upon the girl, but it stopped when I drew near with my arms wide open, hidden by the sheet. I flung the sheet over the dog, bundled it up, and popped a clothes basket over it. The girl's mother was thanking me when the stalls around us began to shake. The road shuddered beneath our feet like something alive. The house with the clothes line collapsed, and the one next to it. People were screaming again. And then... As quickly as it had started, the trembling stopped. The world was still, as if holding its breath. There was complete silence, until we were all startled by cries coming from the collapsed houses. People were buried alive in there. Some folk rushed over and pulled beams and bricks away. Just when everyone thought it was safe, I heard a faint cry from the back of the second house. I lifted a broken screen and saw the head of a man poking out from a mound of rubble. A large rat was investigating his nose. A wall beside him looked as if it might fall, but I threw a brick at the rat and called for help. As I worked at the wood and bricks, I looked into the man's baleful eyes. Aha! cried Jack. Bullseye! Yes! One eye was darting angrily all around but the other was fixed straight ahead. A shiver ran through me. Not a word passed between us, but I thought, this is a bad man. A few people heard my cries and came to help. When the man was able to scramble out of the rubble, he dusted himself off and said curtly, I suppose you want a reward. I stiffened. I don't need one. Just as well. The man snapped and without another word, he strode off through the crowds. My legs were trembling. Whoa! I thought, I've had enough of this city. If only I could find Grandma and go home. Just then, a kindly-looking stranger stopped beside me, and I asked if he had noticed a little old lady carrying a bamboo cage. The gentleman clapped his hands. Yes, I have... She just went around the corner here, and he led me into an alley. The alley was empty and dark, a smell of old garbage and sour wine seeped from the shadows between the buildings. Oh said the man, she must have gone into Beggar's Lane, we'll soon find her. He took me by the arm and pulled me along to a dilapidated house. Lucky Chance Hotel was painted over the door in peeling letters. I was really feeling uneasy about this man and was trying to think of a polite way to leave when he tightened his grip on me. His long, sharp fingernails dug into my wrist. He hustled me into the house and shoved me downstairs into a cellar. I scrambled back to the door. Too late. The lock clicked. Why do I ever leave home without a ghost cake? I groaned. I closed my eyes for a moment to get used to the dark. When I opened them, I saw some straw matting, a broken chair and a boy cowering in the corner. Who is that man? I asked the tearful boy.